I had a lot of like movie theater clients and um, I worked in the entertainment world. I worked with studios. Well, when COVID hit, all of that went dark overnight. So literally my entire business was overnight like that. Uh, um, <laughs> it's something I had like, you know, built up over six and a half, seven years and it just went dark overnight. And so that's how the confidence coaching and on-camera coaching came about because I was like, okay, how can I, you know, expand what I already do and help other women? I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. So what's the best way I can help women right now? You know, right, especially when... Right. So many of us are having career changes and, you know, video is essential for the way we communicate because a lot Mm -hmm. of us can't be in the same room as other people at the moment. Um, And so I launched a coaching business and I still have my entertainment stuff and it's picking back up because, you know, in 2021, hopefully the film industry will come back Mm -hmm. swinging. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of. But it didn't even seem like you skipped a beat though, because. I never would have yeah. known that that the business went down because you've still been interviewing like as the movies are coming out you're yeah. still doing those those Yeah cuz like Netflix still has stuff of course and Amazon like I'm about to share an interview today for Sabrina The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that's on Netflix so my interview for that is going to go live today so there were things that allowed that to continue to move forward and keep going which was mm-hmm. great um but the exhibitors that I usually work with have all been closed because the big films that open up in theaters, they just haven't been coming out um, and everything mm-hmm. got pushed back an entire year. So that was, <laughs> that was a bit of an yeah. interesting uh, roadblock at the beginning of the year. It was not expected. Um, but then the coaching thing, I've had that, I've had the desire to do that for a very long time for years mm-hmm. and years and years. Um, and I don't know if you've heard my personal story, but, you know, I, I kind of hit a, what I like to call my own personal rock bottom. Um, I was really confused about what I wanted in life. I felt so lost. I just gotten out of a really toxic relationship, um, an emotionally abusive relationship that Mm -hmm. left me kind of feeling hollow, if you will. Like I didn't really feel as if I held much value and I didn't, I didn't know who I was or what I wanted anymore. So it was just like, I was just kind of like floating around without a singular purpose. Like so many people. Like so many people. And it's a really tough place to be. And mm-hmm. once I got to the other side of that and I created um, a strategy for myself, that is what I've used over and over again when I've wanted to create something else in my life. Um, I looked back on it and I said, okay, when I have the time and when I have the space, you know, when it's right and I can devote a lot of energy to this, I want to go help other women do this because I don't want anybody else to feel the way I do or the way I did. I I just, just, it's a miserable state of being. Um, And so if I can do anything about it, I want to make sure that I help anyone who's in that place and can, you know, help other women avoid that that's awesome. That's awesome. Hello, and welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and you are in the number one place for think up startups and scale ups who want to consistently evolve and use their failures to grow faster, quicker, better. Today, I have Danielle Hawthorne on the show with me, and I'm so excited about what she's going to be talking about. We're looking at all things confidence, how to build it, how to overcome fear. So, so good. 
Danielle, or Danny, as she likes to be called, is an entertainment journalist turned on-camera and career confidence coach who has worked alongside some of the biggest names in the studios in Hollywood. Now she's on a mission to help women build confidence, achieve their goals, and dare to create a life they love. She truly believes that we all have everything we need to achieve our dreams within us. Sometimes we just need a little help discovering it. I'm so happy to have her on the show again. Um, she's been with us before, but you are going to thoroughly enjoy what she has to say. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. Because building confidence um, isn't, so a lot of people, when you think of confidence, you just think of it as, as like a state of being or like a mindset. and to me, that's not really what confidence is. It's just not <laughs> like some people say, oh, she was just born with confidence. No, all of us, all of us work for it. Like confidence is built. It's not, it's not just like some magic thing that either you have or you don't have. It's built and anyone can build it using a very simple process, but it's action oriented and it's about showing up consistently for mm -hmm. those actions. Um, so I do love, I, and I love when I get the opportunity to talk about building confidence because um, I think there's this misnomer out there that it's just like this magical word, this like unicorn word of, oh, well, you know, I'm just not very confident. I just, I wasn't born that way or I'm an introvert, so I just don't have it. And I think, you know, that's, I think that's just a big misunderstanding as to what confidence actually is and who it's available it absolutely for. True. That's, that's absolutely you know? true, which brings me to the first question on, uh, in our interview is like the number one thing that you tell someone yeah. about how to become more confident. So let's dive into that because it's perfect from what you just said. Yes. Let's dive into that. Okay. So I love the question. How do I become more confident? Because the answer is actually really simple. My favorite definition that I've ever read of confidence, because there are so many out there to what we were just saying. There's so many different ideas out there, understandings, beliefs around what confidence actually is and what confidence means to people. And my favorite definition that I've ever read is actually from this book called The Confidence Code. There are these two female journalists wrote this book because they became fascinated with the idea of confidence and how it shows up for professionals and for athletes and political figures, you know, because these are people that we look at as confident people, whether in their profession or in their, you know, personal brand, to your point, we look at these people as the best of the best, right? And so <clears throat> they went and did all these interviews with politicians, scientists, athletes, and there was a scientist that they interviewed who was studying confidence from like a scientific standpoint, from a how does confidence like work when it comes to your brain and how do you create that confidence? And his definition was confidence is merely the belief that oneself 
can achieve. Like literally, the belief in oneself's ability to achieve. That was it. Simple. 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 I'm going to say it one more time. Confidence was simply the belief in oneself's ability to achieve. And I love that because I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, that's confidence because confidence isn't this like magical poof, you have it or you don't. Confidence is built. Confidence is built by taking strategic action towards whatever outcome you desire. That is how it's confidence sound, You know, is it's a lot like love. Like we think love is this feeling that we should be overtaken by. And when we don't have that feeling anymore, we think that we're not in love. But really, love is a decision. It's you a decision you need to work for. Where, it. Right. And so <laughs> to, I love this, this definition that you give because you're right. It's just a belief. Like it's just believing that you can do it, believing that you can mm-hmm. accomplish this thing. And I like to break it down. I like to break it down to where it's even more tangible than that, because confidence to me is tangible. It is not, it's not just a belief either. It's, it's something that you can actually build and create much like you would build an object, if you will. You just don't have anything to hold at the end of it. It's all internalized, you know? So the example that I use is riding a bike. Do you remember when you were a kid and you first got a bike? or first decided, I'm going to go how to learn how to ride this bike. Well, at first, it's this really daunting thing. It's very scary. There's a bicycle. It's shiny. It's bright. It's new. And you're like, man, I really want to learn how to ride this, but I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. What if I crash? What if I wreck? What if I run into a trash can? And you, you kind of build this up, and then you get on the bike. And usually mom, dad, some adult is helping you, right? And you've got your training wheels on. And so you've got, you've got some padding, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so stage one is, okay, get on the bike and mom, dad, whoever, and my training wheels are going to help me figure out how to do this. And you start to pedal and you get going. You're like, man, this is so cool, but you don't quite have it down yet. So you accidentally crash into a trash can. And then you realize that's not as hard as I thought it was, nor is that as scary as I thought it was. I can get back up and I can do it again because now I know what that experience is. It's no longer unknown to me. So you get back up and this time you're like, mom, dad, I don't need you. I've got, I've got this. And you get to pedaling and you, you get going and you're like, okay, I've got this. And you pedal up and down that street. You are so excited because you have mastered the bicycle. But then the time comes, it's time to take the training wheels off. And you go back to, oh, God, it's so shiny. It's so, there's no training wheels on it. What if I crash? What if I wreck? What if I run into the trash can again? Because it's new. (laughs) You don't know what the experience is going to be like without the training wheels. Right. And so somebody's with you again, helping you get on it, guiding you as you learn how to manage without without those training wheels. And you go and you go and you go and you crash. The thing that you're the most scared of happens and you crash. But then you get up and realize, wait a minute, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I survived. I survived. And you know what? I think I was having a little fun while I was pedaling that bike. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again. And you do it again until you feel confident in riding that bike. 
You forget the fear of crashing and you just enjoy what you're doing. Fast forward 10, 20 years later, you're on a beach somewhere and you see a hut renting bicycles. Now you haven't been on a bike for five, 10 years, but you look at that bicycle and there's not a shadow of doubt within you that you can ride that bike. You know, and that's why people say, oh, it's as easy as riding a bike. Because when we're young, we go through step by step, we go through a process to getting to the point where we feel really comfortable and really confident about riding a bicycle. And it stays with us because our body and our mind understands what that experience is. Yes. It goes back to those learning days where we're sitting here trying to figure out how to do this. And it recognizes, oh, I know this. Yes. It's as easy. I've got it. There's no unknown. That's so good. And so then you're confident. Like you ask any adult who's ridden a bike, are you confident that you can ride a bike right now? And your answer is yes. You don't even think twice about it. It's like, oh yeah, I can, I can ride a bike. That is so true. It's just like, I just, I had an experience very similar to this a few years ago when we were buying my daughter, her first car. Mm -hmm. And we went and looked at some cute little cars. And I just said, do you have a manual version? Cause it had been so long since I had driven a stick shift. And, um, he was like, yeah, I was like, I want to test drive the stick shift just cause I wanted to drive a stick shift again. But right. I learned when I was 16, it was 15, 20 years later. Right. And, and here I am, you know, for the first time and you're right. I was very confident. I know how to drive one. I can tell you right now, I know yep. how to drive one. If you put one in front of me, I can get on it. I can get in it and I can drive it. So you're absolutely right. There is like you learn it. And the, the hardest and the scariest part is the learning part. But once you get it and you practice it for a while, then you're right. It It's, it's it ain't, you can do it. It's just, you can mm-hmm. automatically, you can get on it and do it again. I love that example. That was yeah, really good. That is like, to me, that is the best physical example of confidence. Because again, to me, confidence is a tangible thing. Like you can see it happening during mm-hmm. that example, right? Mm-hmm. The process, like you took baby steps. You didn't just jump on a bike without any training wheels, without any help and just go to town. Like right. you don't do that. There are steps you take along the way. And that's the same for anything you want to build confidence around. Absolutely. And I, and, and, and I want to ask you too, to these mm-hmm. points, because because you can see it and you're right, it is tangible. You can sort of see all the steps and the levels that it's taking you to get to this point. Yeah. What though, then on the opposite side of that, are we missing out on, um, or what are some indicators I would ask you about how, um, your level of confidence is affecting your approach to life? So if it's as simple as believing that you can mm-hmm. achieve something and then we can see that the process that we go through in learning it and then becoming comfortable with it and then yeah. the knowledge that we can do it later on, what are we missing and how is that affecting us um, in our life? So here's the misstep that often happens when people set a goal, because really this is about, so confidence, you break it down. It's about having an end goal, Mm. whether that be, oh, I want to go be great on video, which is something I teach, or I want to go create this career for myself, or I want to buy a new car, like whatever the goal is, it doesn't matter. 
It's about creating a goal and then working in reverse to create baby steps to getting there, right? But where a lot of people take a misstep is they set the goal, but they don't create small steps to achieve on the way to that goal. So they just say, all right, I'm gonna use the car example. I wanna go buy a new car. Mm -hmm. And they just leave it at that. And when you don't create these smaller, more manageable steps to get to that goal, it's really hard to create confidence in yourself that you can achieve it because you're trying to do everything at once. Have you ever heard of the saying Mm -hmm. like, um, uh, don't try to swallow the whole elephant at once? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got to do it one bite at a time. One bite at a time, because when you just have this big audacious goal, it's going to be daunting. It's going to be scary. And you're not going to see any progress because you're going to be spinning your wheels, trying to do everything all at once. And when you don't see any progress, you can't build any confidence. So the example you gave of the bike is the perfect illustration of that because yep. you told us the steps you had. You, you're, you, you see the bike, you're afraid of the bike, but you have the padding with your parents. Then you get on the bike and you've got the security of the training wheels. And then you take the training wheels off after you've gotten secure and confident with the training wheels. Either way, you still have to leave room for the failure or the crashes. Yeah. And then, but it's going through those things that gets you to the other side where now 20 years later, if someone put a bike in front of you, you can be confident that you can ride the bike. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I love that example, because I think it really does. It gives a a great visual to what I mean by creating those goals and and reverse engineering the process to get there. And so what I was saying before is a lot of people miss that piece of it. They miss the reverse engineering. They miss the creating small, tangible steps because again, it it is really hard to feel confident, to build confidence, to create confidence when you don't have any wins, when it just yes. seems like you you having like failure after failure, you know, because part of having the failure is overcoming the failure. Yes. You know, cause you, you fall, just going back to the bike example, you fall and you get back on and then you do it and you win, right? That's an achievement. We need achievements along the way. Because each achievement is building your confidence. And so by the time you reach your goal, you're like, I got this. Look how many wins I've had. Look how many things I've overcome. Look how many, you know, goals I've checked off to get to my bigger goal. And you look back and you feel really good about it. And you feel really confident about it. And you can do this again for anything, but we often miss taking one step at a time. We often miss that everything is a strategic path. Like you have to create the method in which you can reach your goal. You can't just set a goal and wait for it to happen or set a big goal and say, I'm going to do this without any structure, any steps. It just doesn't work that way. I'm not saying it can't happen because some people make it happen, but for most of us, it doesn't work that way. And it requires us, I think, just listening to you talk and just knowing what I know and conversations mm-hmm. we've had in the past that we, you have to know yourself to do that also. Like you can't just, 
you, I feel like you really need to tap into what you need to make that process work for you. Because so often we are so busy trying to do it someone else's way or do it the way we've seen other people doing it. We haven't tapped into ourselves to understand what do we need to reverse engineer that process? Yeah. Where will we understand those failures best? Like, um, if I fall doing something that I think you want me to do, or if I fall doing something that you did because I think I have to do it that way, how am I going to know how to get back up and 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 fix the situation? Because I'm not doing my thing. But I love that you're you're really saying um, you, you got to know yourself to know when these falls happen, how to reverse engineer it so that it fits your life and what your goal is. First of all, you got to know yourself to set the actual goal. What do I, what do I really want to do? What is my end game? Mm-hmm. It's, it's my end game. It's not the end game. My sister told me she thought I should do, or that influencer I saw on YouTube is doing. It's not their end game. It's my end game. So that when I do fall, I know how to get back up and get back on that horse and ride again. Or if I do need to reverse engineer, I know what that looks like for me. I like to call that knowing your why. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. defining the why. That's so, exactly right. The two things that I focus on with my clients are helping them create confidence on camera mm-hmm. and then helping them create confidence in their career. Mm-hmm. So when I was in my early 20s, and I talked about this a minute ago, I hit a patch where <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had moved out to LA didn't work for me out there. Wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I had spent years and years and years working towards that goal because that's what I thought I wanted. And then when it wasn't, and I was like, Oh crap, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not what I want. I had to start over from scratch. On top of that, I got into a relationship that was super toxic, was not great and kicked me down a few notches (laughs) to where I found myself alone kind of feeling hollow, not feeling really great about who I was, where I was, and a hundred percent lost and uncertain as to where my future was going to go. Um, and so I went on a path of self-exploration to go figure that out. Like, what are the things that I enjoy? What are the things that I'm good at? You know, what kind of, what can I surround myself with that lights me up instead of takes me down? And so when I figured out what I thought I might be interested in, I, instead of, it's interesting how this happened. And this is kind of, this was my big aha moment when I realized everything had a pattern and I realized like, oh, you can reverse engineer a goal and you can create small steps to get wherever you wanted to go. So I found myself uh, being, I found myself in a marketing assistant position at a movie theater company. And while I was doing that, I asked them if I could have their social media because at the time social media wasn't really a big thing in, in business yet. Like some of the bigger brands had really adapted it, but smaller brands were just kind of getting into the game. Um, and so I said, can I just have this? Because I knew that I could create content because I knew that I wanted to create, I knew that. I had gotten a degree for working on camera. I had gotten a degree that allowed me to be creative and express myself and said, I want to find my way back to that, but I don't know what that is yet. I know that I love movies and the entertainment industry. I know that I want to be a creator. So I said, can I have this? 
because I want to start exploring what it means to create content for audiences and to share it. And when I did that, I discovered entertainment interviews, which was probably like a no brainer for some people. But for whatever reason, I had never even considered using my talents to go do something like that. It just wasn't an option that had ever crossed my mind. So when I just started to follow things that inspired me, things that excited me, when I just started to follow that, suddenly doors started opening. Yes. And I started to see opportunities that were aligning with not only my desires, but with my ability as well. Yes. And so I started tracking that down and I said, okay, I want to go be an entertainment journalist. And at the time people thought I was crazy because they were like, Danielle, how in the world do you think you're going to go from being a marketing assistant, a small, like 20 year startup company to interviewing Oscar winners and A-listers? Like, what are you doing? Like, you really think you can bridge that gap? And I was like, look, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Bite that elephant one bite at a time. Bite that elephant one bite at a time. And I'm going to go after something and then see where that takes me. I'm not going to say this is the only way to get there. I'm going to allow things to uncover themselves as I go which I can do because I'm going to focus on one. Exactly. And I'm going to focus on one small goal at a time. So the first goal was build an audience to share those interviews with. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, then I was like, Oh wait, I have an audience now. Now I can go start asking for an opportunity to go get my first interview. And so then I did that. And then I got my first interview. And then I was like, okay, I have my first interview. Now I'm going to share that. And then I'm going to share that data. And then I'm going to go after another one. And I just kept taking those baby steps until fast forward several years. I'm sitting down in front of Mark Wahlberg doing my first national interview going, okay, well, I'm in Los Angeles. and I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in a room with Mark Wahlberg. I, oh God, <laughs> like, I guess this is the new thing I'm tackling, you know, <laughs> fast forward a year from that. I'm in Berlin, Germany, mm. sitting in front of Charlize Theron, interviewing her for Atomic Blonde. Fast forward from that. I'm in London interviewing the cast of Rocket Man. Fast forward from that. I'm in Hawaii. I mean, it's just like when you take those baby steps and you allow yourself to be driven by passion, by your why your Mm -hmm. big why, because that is like, it's like your anchor holding you in place, keeping you grounded, reminding you why you're showing up every single day, you know, saying, this is what you're here for. This is why you're putting in the long hours. This is why, you know, you may not be where you want to be, but you're somewhere you're making progress. And this is why, this is why you're doing it. You know? What it, you're saying is, um, I always, when I talk to my clients, I talk, I call that your epiphany moment. Like when you figure out like the big, the big aha is the epiphany moment. Yeah. That's when you understand what your passion truly is and you start the journey of it. That's what I say. And then I'll say, like you talked about is, um, having the, the knowing that that why is going to be what 
always swings you back to balance. That's what I say. It will put you back on your path every single time. And, but I think people struggle with knowing that there are going to be times that they fall off. Like there are going to be times where you, you, you stray from the passion path, but because you know your why, because you have truly Mm -hmm. tapped into it and been grounded in your why, it will always bring you back to balance because you can always look at it and say, why did I get into this in the first place? Why was I so passionate about it in the first place? And then boom, it will swing you back right where you need to be every single time. And you are going to hit roadblocks, period. period. I, had, I will share. <laughs> and, and you know what? When you hit a certain goal, then you're going to create another goal. And so you're constantly going to be evolving and you're constantly going to be growing. But this yes. gives you a strategic way to do that. So you're not just like, being like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where exactly. to go. You know, I don't know how to create momentum in my life. This is a way for you to create guided momentum and guided growth. I love um, but you will hit roadblocks. And I will tell you, so I have managed to achieve all of that in my career. And I'm still not where I want to be. I am still setting new goals for myself. And I, <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago, but I had a day, I had a moment where I had one specific goal that I would, I had been working on for a very, very long time. And I got to the point where I felt like I was just taking my head and slamming it into a concrete wall over and over again. Cause I was like, nothing is working. I am hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it is infuriating. And it is so frustrating because I don't know what to do next. And I had like a whole meltdown, like literally fiance was sitting next to me. I was bawling my eyes out. Like, you know, those like full body cries where it's like everything in you is just like, yeah, I had one of those. I had one of those. Like I, it was a mess. And he's just (laughs) sitting there like, you know, rubbing my back. Like, can I do anything? I'm like, no, I just know that what I'm doing. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and I got it out, you know, I let it out, which sometimes it's good to do. Sometimes it's good to have like a frustration cry. I just did. Absolutely. But the next day I woke up and it was like, bing. I was like, I am looking at this all wrong. I'm hitting my head over and over again because the universe is telling me this is not the way. This is not what's going to work. Stop trying to do the thing that's not going to work. You can achieve your goals, but let's think outside the box. Mm -hmm. What else can you do? And I have a journal that literally is right over on my desk that I carry around with me because I like to, I like to write and I like to journal when things hit or when inspiration comes, Mm -hmm. I like jot it down and I open my journal and I started writing down all these potential opportunities and potential, you know, directions that I could head or move into to create the end result that I was looking for. And after writing all those things down, I was like, oh my gosh, look at the opportunity that is in front of me that I haven't tried to go track down. Like I haven't tried this route because I was so focused on, oh, it has to work this way. It has to work this way. This is the only thing that will get it done. Instead of taking a step back and going, okay, that's not working. It's not working because I'm not good enough. It's not not working because I can't accomplish that goal or that goal isn't for me. It's just not the right way. So how else can I look at this? And again, when I did, I realized there were like 
10 other opportunities to start working on. And so that I pivoted and I started working down that path. And amazingly enough, I immediately started making progress. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. But again, yes. it goes back to understanding your why and having the passion in the first place, because it was the passion that kept you searching for the right way. If it it's not really, yeah, if, yeah, it's your, yeah. Yeah, it, you, it, you were swung back to balance. You, like you said, you were able to get back on the wagon and do what it was you needed to do. That's how, you know, I feel like anyway, that's how, you know, it's like, it's, it's a part of you because you are going to fight to figure out the best way to get it done. When yep. it's, it's truly for you, you don't give up so e easily. You don't just like, eh, well, it didn't work. Yeah. Let me go over here and do this. Let me go to work and go do the other thing. It's, if it's really in you to do, you're going to figure out a way. To, you're going to be willing to do what you need to do and take the direction you're supposed to take to achieve your end goal. But hey, like you said, you got to know your why and you got to have your end goal. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's and, I, good. and I do hope anyone who's listening to this, I do hope you got from that though, that we all hit roadblocks. Like yes. it is part of it. Part of the journey is also uncovering what doesn't work. And I've heard, and I've experienced this firsthand, like, you know, that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm just not getting anywhere. What is wrong? Mm -hmm. with me? I mm -hmm. heard myself saying that. What is wrong with me? Because I've I'm said not, that too. I I'm said not that getting too. anywhere. And I just want to share with everyone that nothing is wrong with any of us. It is right. part of the process. And when you get to that point, it's just a matter of taking a step back and looking at things with a different lens because yes. the answer is there. Sometimes it's just not in the form you thought it would be. And I think we should be excited about the failures because the sooner we get to them, the sooner we can overcome them and get to the real thing. Oh, that's, yeah. why, that's what the whole CEO mindset is about. It's like you've got to be open to the failures because if you're not, that just prolongs your ability to get to the end game. Because I don't care where you are, who you are, or what your end game is. Like you just said, we all run into obstacles. We all fall off the bike. We all get choked on the bike we took from the elephant. Mm -hmm. So we have to be prepared for those and look at them differently. Like you said, you weren't you weren't the way you wanted to do it. You were butting your head up against the wall. It wasn't the right way. That wasn't the right way, mm -hmm. but you had to butt your head up against the wall to know it wasn't the right way to like, be pointed in the right direction. And you know, what's so funny is that whenever I took a step back and I stopped having this laser focus of this is the only way mm -hmm. it actually turned into an even bigger goal. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, wait a second. Maybe I'm thinking too small. Maybe I'm thinking like, maybe I need to take my thinking to a new level because maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not stepping up for the goal. Maybe the goal is out there and it's like, the universe is like, come on, girlfriend, like you, you got to really get with it. Cause if you want to go, if you want to have that CEO mindset, if you want to get to that place, honey, you got to take that level and you've got to up it a notch because you are thinking far too small. Yes. And Sure enough, when I took a step back and I started to see things differently, I was like, wait a minute, there's a much bigger opportunity here. And when I put that out there and I said, I am open, I am open to this. Let's do this. I'm open to seeing things differently. Let's do it. That, girl. For potential opportunities like that. 
That is so good. And people need people need to hear that because I just wrote down is that like you miss opportunities too if you don't allow yourself that that mistake, that failure, that thing. If you don't allow yourself that, you miss the opportunity because you were thinking small and now you realize, yeah. wow, this should have been a much bigger bigger thought. I should do this a different way so I can that could have been a missed opportunity if you don't listen to the 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 passion and kind of really not not give up on this you had to go through that and then you got the opportunity that's amazing now I want to get back to you being a confidence coach because you said so much about how to not only find the confidence but walk in the confidence Mm -hmm. and you define the confidence so how would one know that a confidence coach is something that they should consider for themselves So confidence coaching is super action oriented. It is not a fluffy, (laughs) all the good vibes kind of, it is very much so action oriented. And so if you are in a place in your life where you took a look around and you're like, you know what? I'm not happy with where I'm, where I'm at. I'm not fulfilled. You know, something's missing from my life, whether it's, I am I'm not able to afford the lifestyle that I want to live. You know, my work is draining me. It's not lighting me up. It's not leaving me feeling really good at the end of the day. I just feel kind of like wiped. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are in a place like that, where you're like, something's got to give, I've got to get to a better me, then confidence coaching is for you. And every confidence coach is different. I call myself a confidence coach because instead of like a career coach or an on-camera coach, I call it confidence coaching because to me, confidence coaching is about consistently taking strategic action towards your desired goal. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So Mm -hmm. it is very tactical. It is not, let's write all of our happy thoughts and feelings, manifest (laughs) them without doing anything. No, it is very strategic. It's very tactical. Um, And that's how I see results in my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how I help other people see results in their life. So if you're feeling like you don't really have direction, you don't have a defined passion or purpose, and you're missing that, you're like, I want to be fulfilled. I want to be happy. I want to know what I want. And then I want to go get it. Confidence coaching is for you, plain and simple. I love that. And so many people, I think, going into this new year as 2021 starts to really unfold itself, I think people are going to need more of that because yeah. if we learn nothing, at least for myself, I know for myself, I, I learned two very good, very strong lessons for myself. And I've gone through this whole, like this whole epiphany that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I went through that at 30. And that's part of what my coaching on uh, helping people define their personal branding um, and leveraging it for their businesses. That's yeah. kind of where all of my coaching came from as well. And very similar to what you're saying is, but I, but I learned these two lessons in 2020 and they were one done is better than perfect and just get mm-hmm. it out there and just <laughs> done yeah. is better than perfect. And that was the first lesson. Yeah. But the second lesson was being open to the failure for so long in my business that I think is stifling. It will stifle you if you are afraid of the failure, if you are consistently procrastinating because things aren't right. So you don't put it out there. Or if you have an idea for something and you, you, you limit yourself and you're thinking that you can't do it. 
um, you have to be afraid. You have to be okay with the failure. But I think what you're saying is with the definition of confidence, is it just believing in yourself enough to know that you can accomplish it? Just, just have that, take that first step and say, I believe that this is something that I can accomplish. Now, how you get there is going to be the journey, obviously. That's but what I'm first, here to help with. <laughs> yeah, but the, exactly. But the step is just, but the first step is just saying, I believe that this is something I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they're going you to be what? a lot of people that are going to need that. Yeah. And you know what that does? And the, this is, so I used to be someone who, would not share things because I was afraid of how people would react to them. I was afraid Mm -hmm. of how I would be perceived. I was afraid of, you know, the way people would view me or the feedback I would get when I step on anyone's toes or would people like laugh at me and say, who are you to think you can do this? And I don't do that anymore because of one very simple principle that it's funny. My, my fiance actually, taught me. And it happened one day when I was, I was working really hard on the goal to getting to be an entertainment journalist. And with that came a lot of new experiences for me and positioning myself as a leader within that space, you know, positioning myself as a professional and showing up and knowing that I could do it before other people believed I could. Right. And that takes a certain amount of confidence or belief in oneself to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, how are people going to react at the company I worked at? That was really what it was. Like, how are people, how are my colleagues going to react to this? Because I was dealing with this, um, who am I to do this? You know, I was, I was dealing with that whole thing in my head, like imposter syndrome, the imposter syndrome of who am I to show up one day and be like, yo, I'm not just a marketing assistant, but I'm going global, (laughs) baby. I'm doing this. And, and I felt it in my gut that I could, but I still was struggling with that thought. And he said, he looked at me, he goes, who cares? Who cares what they think? And I was like, well, obviously I do. I mean, like we wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't. No, no, no. He said, I don't mean it that way. I said, he goes, are they living your life? And I was like, no. And he was like, are they going to pay your bills? And I said, well, no, he said, are they going to decide what experiences you are allowed and not allowed in your life? And I was like, no. And then he goes, so who cares? Who cares what they think? Because it's not their life. And at the I end of the day, do you want your fear of what they will or will not say to stop you from having the life that you want? to having the experiences that you want? Like, are you going to look back in 30 years and be like, well, I, you know, that girl in HR, she was, she was so right. She was giving me such a hard time. And I'm so glad I didn't go do that really cool thing. No, you're going to look back and just remember the experience that you had. You're just going to remember the journey that you were on. You're not going to think about those people that you're worried about. And I was like, oh, darn, you're so right. Like those people aren't going to matter because it's not their life. It's mine. And those people are going to come and go. And today it's going to be one group. Tomorrow it's going to be another group. But 
ultimately, I'm not going to remember them. Right. And they are not going to be pivotal in my life story. So why the you know what should I care about what they think? As long as I am a kind, honest, determined human being, and I know that I've shown up as my best self. Yes. Why should I give two you know what's? Exactly. And that went poof like that. I was like, I don't care anymore. Awesome. That's such a good lesson. That was just a good lesson to learn and to end the podcast on because nobody, yeah. can, I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't top that one because that's absolutely true what you're saying. I even wrote down because you kept saying those people, what they might say. And I just wrote down those people, quote unquote, they aren't real. That's they in your head. Either. Like they're in your mind. Those people aren't real. There's no, there's nobody named those people. They're not real. So yeah. that's a great way to end this. But before I go, what is next for you? I know prayerfully this year, you know, COVID's going to lift up and yeah. we're going to be able to do all the things that we want to do. So what is coming down the pipeline for you besides confidence coaching? <laughs> a bunch of stuff. I have a course coming out for on-camera confidence. It's nice. going to be on-camera basics. So if anyone is struggling with creating video content for their business or learning how to be a storyteller via video for their business. This will give you just kind of like the basics rundown, how to look your best, sound your best, and create um, the most engaging video content. So that will be coming up soon. Uh, and then other than that, I'll be doing more interviews with, <laughs> with those absolute movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love seeing you on Instagram doing that. I, just, I love that. You. I'm Thank always looking you. at that. Great job. Thank you so much for being on the show and being there for me when I need somebody to talk to on the podcast. Cause you do such a great job and give us oh, such great information. You. I love this. I look- like- I'm happy to jump on anytime. (laughs) I love, I love, love, love what you're doing. I love this confidence coaching that you're doing. Um, If you are someone struggling with this and you know, you're trying to get something off the ground, you're not quite sure how to, or if you know you need to do something different to get a different result in your life, this is definitely someone you need to talk to. We'll have all of our information in the show notes so that you'll be able to get in touch with her and get your confidence coaching on, Hunty. Yes. That is important. Um, thanks again for being on the show, Danielle. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yes, you will be invited back. Yeah, I can't wait. This is fun. <laughs> all right, sweetie. Thank you so much. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.